Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How's it going, lads? How we- Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're all right. How are you? Yes, back once again. Yeah. Great to see you smile on your face, Chrissy. You're a man full of confidence, aren't you, after last week? Yeah, yeah. After the what? after the quiz, the quiz debacle, and then you sort of pulled it out of the back at the we end. Sh- we shouldn't be. We should be on the floor. <laughs> ah, that's what we do. That's what we do best, lads. In it, that's what uh, we do best. So- Improvise. <laughs> With or without social distancing, I won't be going outside. <laughs> yeah, it were. Uh, do you want to try and explain what happened with Chrissy? Or I think we we got infiltrated. By, by bots. A foreign body. A foreign body. We did the quiz on Saturday. I was going hunky-dory. I was enjoying it. I think, uh, I think everybody was. Everybody was joining in and then somebody... We were only, we were only three questions in though, weren't we? So we, well, we're not really give people time to not be enjoying it. I think you've been generous there with three as well. <laughs> <laughs> and someone decided to spoil it for everyone. Yeah, what a prick. I just lost all feeling in me. Bones. Is that the right saying? Depends where you lost the feeling. What feeling were you? What feeling did you lose? And we'll tell I just you went a bit numb. But and then, oh. as soon as I said it, I knew it wasn't the right saying. Yeah. So you, you, you pulled just, it back, Chrissy. Yeah. We, we, we get back fair. up again, don't we? We get back up. Quiz again. This <laughs> weekend, obviously, it's it's it, this will be coming out Tuesday, so it will have been on Saturday. Yeah, so no you, doubt it'll be a roaring success. So if you did the quiz and it fucked up again, we're really sorry. Do you know what makes me laugh? The flipping trolls are out in force saying it's a shambles and all that. Do you really <laughs> think that we want to be sat in our living room listening to you burp down the microphone on a Saturday night? For me? <laughs> why do you, you have to start coming for me? I'm just saying, though. People are saying, oh, it's a shambles, lads, I'm off. <laughs> I don't know, we... It was, it was first attempt, weren't it? We tried as best. It's uh, all you can do, isn't it? So hopefully we're, it's gone well tomorrow. And we'll be back next week with another quiz, hopefully. So we've been going Patreons. Patreons get... Well, the problem was you put, you put a code out for everybody to, to join and some, some idiots were just throwing multiple, multiple guests in, which crashed, crashed the app. So we're going straight to Patreons. If you if you're a Patreon, you get it. So hopefully we can trust the Patreons, can't we? Yeah, good crack that. Whoever did that, good crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope it made you Saturday night, you fucking asshole. If anybody's not a Patreon and they want to join, we'll we'll do something through the the Twitter DMs. Yeah, who's, who's getting that job, by the way? Matty. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn went hey, down you, well, didn't he? 
Oh, mate, brilliant. I, I, I said, in my top, it's gone straight into my top five, Glenn. Yeah. I can, I can look beyond the fact that he didn't have a clue that I played professional football because the episode I, was that good. I never, I never really noticed it on the day. Watching it back. No, watching it back. I, 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 I noticed about halfway through. The thing is, if I'd known this at the time, I'd have said, put your Prem goals on the table, Glenn. Oh! I wish I'd known it, but I didn't. He is bitter, he is bitter about it, isn't it? How many did you get in Prem? One. <laughs> somebody, somebody said, One yeah, he's, got, he's got the same as Brad Friedel. <laughs> thing is, I've, I've, I've met mates since I've finished playing football, and the Sater is, I have never seen you on a football pitch. I wouldn't even know you exist on a football pitch. What, was this while they're watching the game or? No, like after, you know, if they say, oh, I used to play football, they're like, I've never seen you play. I've never seen you on a football pitch. Prove it, prove it. I've never seen you. That's, where, that's when the YouTube comes out. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, look at this tackle. Let, same, uh, what, same videos. What's this, what's this megatonic video? Watch it, honestly, I ate the bar at the end. I ate the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Easter, good Friday today. Happy Easter, lads. Yeah, I hope, you had, a, hope you had a good Easter. Whatever, did whatever you can. I've just been for a run. That's Have you that. really? Yeah, six mile. Good lad. Solid, I've got my vest on under here. Oh, no. <laughs> get, get that jacket off. Yeah, right? come on. Take the do, it, no, do, it in the, do it in the vest. Let's <laughs> oh, get that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, that as well. A couple of tribesmen in there. Amazon tribesmen. Jeez. <laughs> it looked look like uh, Patrick Swayze in, in Dirty Dancing. Steady yourself, ladies. Oh, yeah. Fellas, I'm sure fellas get them up out. I'm sure they'll be, sure be dripping, eh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, Oh, Boris. Boris went into intensive care, didn't he? Got my eye suffering. Yeah, to be fair, like, he, he never gave his son a chance to rest, though, did he? You know, no. when he, 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 he was still bang at it, you know what I mean? It's... What about, like, people have been posting videos of, like, a few weeks ago when he's going, I'm going into the hospitals, and yes, I am shaking the hands. You know, just like... Oh, oh dear, Boris. I know. But Madness, hard, isn't it? Madness. He just mustn't have known how serious it was going to be. But surely, surely if, if one man should know how serious it's going to be, I would say I, I would say he, he's the main man who knows how serious it'll be. Surely, <laughs> I can't just go and talk to them them specialists and just say, "What's crack with all this, then, pal?" You know what I mean? I bet Somebody Boris has got a. I bet Boris has got a ventilator. Yeah, if he needs one. But uh, to be fair, he is he is very important at this time, isn't he? You know what I mean? I've seen someone. There was a one of them meme things like, how does Boris get a test and I can't? And he's like, because Boris is the prime minister and runs the country, and you ask for the doctor's number on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that, do you know what? That's one thing that's good. One good thing that's come out of all this them them videos and memes. Oh man, there's so whoever whoever knows how to do them, incredible. I mean. You, you, you must get at least 50 a day in it. <laughs> my my cloud, are worse for it. My cloud is absolutely rammed. I think I'm thinking about buying next door's cloud my, as well. My cloud's rammed. Good <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> tell. Matty Piper. It's an absolute belter. 
Yeah. I was surprised because I didn't realise that only, he's only, he only played 50 games. Yeah. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Time, and yet we still get the... 300 stories. Yeah. So what's well, he doing? Is he doing these YouTube things and that? Is he doing these YouTube things and that just uh, for stuff for people to do then? Yeah, he's just got his little ad involved and it's, it's brilliant. I've been yeah. watching them every day. Just yeah. like PE slash other subjects. What's it called? His YouTube. His YouTube, his YouTube. Matt, Matt Piper TV, maybe? Oh, we'll get on but it. It's, uh, it's brilliant. How many clubs did he have? Leicester, then on loan to Mansfield, was it? Mansfield, yeah. yeah. And then Sunderland. But yet, he's, we've filled a good, a good two and a half, three hours full yeah. of stories. Yeah, yeah. Mad, it's mad, isn't it? He, he, played at, he played at Sunderland from, during a bad era on the pitch and a good era. The agent, man. I'm not going to spoil oh. it, but it's, yeah. a, it's a cracker. His I agent love, story. I'd love him to have a photo, a photo of him. Good, good guy. Well, the one came in straight with a hug. Did you just get a hug? I think I was at the toilet when he came, weren't I? Where? I got like the, the, the half hug, the hand hug. Shake, shake in. Yeah. Endearing. Should we get him out then? Yeah, yeah, let's get him in. Pipes. Matty Piper. All right, chaps. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm re- do you know what? I'm really well, but I've, I do watch I do watch you on YouTube and all that. And when when I got the call from Brownie to say, do you want to come on? I was like, what do they want me on for? <laughs> no, who's thanks been, for coming on. He's a test. Um, Everyone's been watching or not? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't really been watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am. I am. Um, Andy Johnson was good. Well, no, we weren't. I, I, I wasn't. I never played in the same team as him. I think I had left Leicester when he got there because I went back to Leicester when I sort of quit football and he was in and around then, but I didn't really know him, but I thought he was lunatic. a good banter. He was, he was, he was, man. lunatic. Talks at 100 miles an hour. Did, didn't he? Dropping stories for fun. He was good. <laughs> and then... Um, no pressure, tags. pal. I know. <laughs> killed me. I ain't got that many stories because I only played, what, 50 games? Brownie t- told me that all way down. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, not many games at all. I mean... You made your mark, though, didn't you? Yeah, well... At Leicester, did. I did, I think. To be honest, we're not really interested in the football bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you played five games. Fuck, put, fuck the football bit off. <laughs> did, we, did we even play it together? Me and you? Yeah. Yeah, we played together. I remember that fucking big arse going into people <laughs> that old up play and then bringing me in on the wing <laughs> and then I'd shank it in the stand <laughs> all that carry on no we played together mate a few times I think you were a young lad though when I was there weren't you yeah but you're only th- I think you're three years older than me yeah 38 so you you got that move and I think I must have been about 15 16 when you got that yeah thinking who's this coming you know, to town well <laughs> and you weren't the only one that fought that you know when I turned up and People were looking at me like, Who the, "Who's this kid?" Who what the other? There's no, like no one knew me because I only played 16 games for Leicester. So I got into Leicester's team like just after the Christmas, probably of 2002, and then I played the 16 games on the bounce for Leicester. 
the only reason why I'm still known in Leicester is because I scored that last goal at Filbert Street. I scored the last goal at Filbert Street. And then the story goes, I signed a new contract in the summer because I played in the Premier League on £395 a week for Leicester. I played on one of my like youth team contracts. And um, Who was the manager here? Peter Taylor? No, Peter Taylor had been sacked. Right. Gary Parker. Remember Gary Parker? The yeah. midfielder. Yeah, yeah, the midfielder from Villa. Yeah, yeah, long air. Scored from distance. He was reserve team manager. He took over for one game and put me in. And I played against Leeds and played well. 6-0? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't going to mention that, were you? No. <laughs> you weren't going to mention it? I didn't think you'd like, no. I weren't going to mention it. <laughs> he asked what's the show. <laughs> but, but I got Leicester's man of the match. So I was like, boom. And then all my family and friends were ringing, but yeah, but you got beat 6-0. I was like, yeah, forget about that. <laughs> man, like, oh, you got beat 6-0? Yeah, we got I thought beat you'd six won 6-0. <laughs> no, it was that lead side with Rio Ferdinand, Mark Viduka, Harry Kuehl, brilliant side. <laughs> and they're just amateurs. But I did get Leicester's man of the match. So you, um, you've done all right. So I'd done all right in that game. And then um, Dave Bassett right. and Mickey Adams came in and took over until the end of the end of the season and they more or less they sent me out on loan for two months to Mansfield and then I played well there came back they put me in the team and then I stayed in until the end of the season Was it one of them you know when you got you got dicked six were you just thinking I just need to look after myself now I know we've just been dicked six but I've got man of the match so I'm buzzing <laughs> yeah. I've done alright it was 100% that yeah. and <laughs> <isn't> any footballer <laughs> any footballer that, that tells me it ain't that they're lying exactly <laughs> Because, because when you're eight years old and all you're trying to be is a footballer, when you finally get your opportunity in the first team and you get in and you play well, of course you want the team to win. But when the fourth and fifth flew in, I'm just thinking, let me just try and Meg Ian Hart. I think Ian Hart was playing. <laughs> let me just try and Meg him. and let, go let the cr- Yeah, yeah. Go and like shouting back at the defenders. Fucking sort yourselves <laughs> out. Yeah. I'm doing my job. Especially exactly. if the clubs are shambles as well. If you, you see you got relegated that year. If mm. nobody's asked about being there, you're, you're just mm. thinking, I need to, as long as I'm doing well, that's all that matters. Yeah, but I, I did want to, I mean, I'm a Leicester fan as well. I grew up a Leicester fan. My old man's Arsenal, so I like Arsenal as well. But I grew up a Leicester fan, and when you, when you get in the team, you want to play well, of course, for yourself, but I didn't want to move. I didn't want to leave Leicester. So at the end of that season, uh, I had a good pre-season. Mickey Adams had took over from Dave Bassett. Dave Bassett had gone upstairs and was like director of football. Mickey Adams called me in his office before the first game of the season and um, I signed that new contract and he said, he said, mate, bigger and better news coming for you Monday morning. Imagine this, Saturday afternoon, the first game of the season, I've been, my shirt, they told me my shirt had sold the most names before the, the start of the next season. We're now in the championship. So he tells me that and then he says to me, bigger and better things coming for you Monday. I'm not going to put you in the side today. Go home and rest. So I thought, fucking hell, I'm in the 21s. <laughs> I did. I thought I was in the 21s. So I went home. I came back on the Monday morning. And he said, we sold you to Sunderland. And I was like, what? Just signed a new three-year deal. And he was like, yeah, but the club on, a, on the edge of administration, we need the money. You've got to go. So the story goes that I drove up. He said, here's Peter Reid's number. It was all really quick. He said, you got an agent? I said, no. I said, I've not got an agent. He said, take your dad with you. Go and see <laughs> Peter Reid. And um, so we drove up. I, I rang Peter Reid about half an hour out. 
and um, he said, yeah, yeah, me and the um, chief exec who's going to do the contract are in a pub in Yarm. We're waiting for you in the pub, so come there, don't go to Sunderland. So I was like, all right, I was with my dad, I'm only 19, 20. Went in there, and I liked Peter Reid straight away. Really was he on liked the pints? Huh? Was he on the pints? He was on the pints. <laughs> well, I don't think Mark Blackburn was. Remember Mark Blackburn yeah. was the chief exec? I don't think he was, but Reedy was having a few, sinking a few, he was having banter with me. And I liked him. I thought, decent, I like him. And my old man's fucking put his old suit and tie on. Trying to give it his my agent. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? And, um, and it gets to the end and Reedy's like, so I, we should offer him something then. And, and Mark Blackburn went, well, I've not brought anything. I thought we were just doing a meet and greet. And he goes, no. He goes, he's got to go home with something in mind what we're offering him. So Mark Blackburn was like, well, I ain't bought no. So he, he gets a napkin. <laughs> he got a napkin. He got a pen from one of the waiters. And he wrote down year one, year two, year three, year four, year five on a napkin. Sign there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he wrote out the figures of what I'd get from year one to year five. Five-year contract. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is a Premier League club. Doing it like the fucking dog and duck. <laughs> were, were you happy with what was on there, though? To be fair, it was three <laughs> times what I had just signed at Leicester on my new contract. It was three times better starting wage. So what? Well, you, you obviously must have been happy with the contract that Leicester had offered you. Mm. Two grand a week. So you were happy with that yeah. at 19. Yeah. You must have just been like, if it were two to six, you must have been like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it was, it was actually, it was an eight year one. For, uh, for what Mark Blackburn wrote down and I just signed two at Leicester thing is there was room neg for negotiation there as well well Never do you know what but I didn't sign I didn't sign the napkin you can't sign a napkin you can't sign a napkin you can't send that you can't send that to FA can they you turned that down yeah yeah I said I said I really appreciate the offer I said really I fucking love you but I want to stay at Leicester so I went me and my old man got in the car was that just all about being a Leicester lad, playing for your local team? Yeah, team and the fact you? that, you know, when you're growing up and you're dreaming, he would have been dreaming of playing for Sunderland. I was dreaming of playing for Leicester. And you get in the team, you start doing well, and then all of a sudden, they, they sell you. And it was to keep them out of administration. They said they had two saleable assets at the time, Leicester, me and Muzzy Izzet. But Muzzy Izzet was on about 40 bags a week, so he weren't going nowhere. <laughs> So me, they would just said, listen, it's one of them things. Mickey Adams was good about it. He was like, it's one of them things, mate. Club have got to sell you to stay out of administration. You've got to go. So when I came back that afternoon, I didn't see Mickey till the next day. And I walked in and Mickey Adams was like, fuck you doing back? I was like, I turned it down. He was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you turned down. And what he did, I know now because I'm an older man, but what he was doing, he was trying to get in my head a little bit as a gaffer because he knew I had to go. What, was he using the money as if so what you're turning that down for? Yeah, well, more the ambition. He was like, that is a Premier League club. You can display your talents at Premier League level and you're going to come back and play in the Championship. Nah, mate, you got to go. And I was like, Gaffer, don't want to leave. I said, I ain't going nowhere. So then that afternoon he said, right, you ain't training. He goes, because if you get injured, you're not training. So just do some work in the gym. And then he called me in and, Dave, and then Dave Bassett's in the background. 
You know Dave Bassi, don't you? You've seen yeah, him. I've, 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 I've got switches and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the back, can't wait to speak. <laughs> sitting in the background and Mickey is the gaffer. So he's doing all the talking. Then Dave Bassi's gone, listen, listen, listen. you got to go. It's the end of it. We've also accepted an offer from Gordon Strachan at Southampton for a million less than what Sunderland have offered. So he said, get your old man, get in the car and get up and go and see him. I didn't even get home that afternoon. So th- they've rang my old man and said, listen, come down the training ground, pick it up, you gotta go to Southampton. So we fucking drove up Southampton. I mean, it's two ends of the country, isn't it? In two days. We've drove up there and met um, Rupert Lowe, the chairman of Southampton, and Gordon Strachan. I like Gordon Strachan, but he weren't, it weren't the same vibe as with Peter Reid. Were he on the pints, Gordon? No, he went on the no, pints. He's a whiskey man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glen Goose. <laughs> and, he was, he, and he was nice, but he, I didn't get the same vibe as I got with as um, Reid. So I was there, and they offered me, I think they offered me about four grand a week as well. He said, we can't match the money what Sunderland have probably offered you, but we want you and you're going to play. And I was like, I just didn't get the vibe from Southampton. So I went back, I told them no, I went back. And when I got back to Leicester, Mickey Adams was going fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Two Premier Leagues turned down. And then, and I met Mickey recently, and I have said this on a couple of podcasts that I've done recently. He, he's got the right arse for me at the minute, Mickey Adams, because he still goes and watches the Leicester games. He, he lives well, in Leicester. Well, he's still got the arse for you now? Yeah, well, he did have a little bit because he said the story didn't happen like that. I goes, Gaffer, it did. I said, you fucking were trying to get me out. But I said, I ain't having a go at you. I understand it. Yeah, yeah he's, he, he's trying to... It's coming from above as he's well. He's getting pressure from above to make sure that we stay out of administration. So... What's his story then? What's his? Well, so whether whether it was him or because my mind's all over the place at this point, someone said to me, "You know, you've been at this club since you was eight years old. You know, all them people that work at this club that you love now and you've known for the last ten, fifteen years, mm-hmm. they're all going to lose their jobs if you don't go because this club will be finished. No pressure. So is so is, I'm is, nineteen. Is 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 realised that the. The ambition at a Premier League club People losing their houses have got no four on the table now. <laughs> exactly. So to be fair, with what he said, he's made me second guess myself. And is that was it him that actually said it? Might have been fucking Dave Bassett, because I know what Dave Bassett's like. Yeah. Could have been him. And they've said, Listen, if you don't go and when they said that I was like, it's true and then you start looking around at the people that work at the training ground. You know, the kit lady that's been there years, the fucking chefs, the the people, the mm. admin staff, and you're like, fucking hell. So I said, all right, ring Reedy and tell him I'll come. So he rang Reedy and, um, and, and we went up. And, and the funny thing was, that afternoon, because when you, you boys will know, when you leave in a football club, it's literally, chuck all your fucking boots Get and your shin boots. pads in a black bag. Kit man goes, do you want any of your shirts? Yeah, chuck them in the bag put them in the bag and you fucking walk out like Santa. Like, <laughs> you know, with the sack over the back. It's fucking gone. <laughs> like all them years, I've been there since I was seven, I think, at Leicester. You've been there like 15 years and then you're just gone like that. And it was like, and as I'm walking out, I'll never forget this, Adi Akinbaye, who, who was having a bit of a difficult time at the time, a great lad, 
had it. And he said to me, he said, who's doing the deal up at Sunderland? And I said, my old man. And he went, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he went, oi. He went, that can't happen. Went, you can't get your old man to do a fucking Premier League deal. Not in the same sort that he went in last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, get down Burns yeah. quick. <laughs> and he was like, you can't have that. He goes, Our, my agent will do your deal. So I've gone, I've gone, yeah, Sam. I said, what's his name? He said, Andrew Mills. Do you know him? No. He says, Andrew Mills. And I was like, Sam. I said, give me his number, I'll ring him. He said, ring him, he'll do the deal. He'll meet you in Sunderland tomorrow and he'll do the deal. So I, I ring this guy, Cockney geezer. Hello, mate, yeah, Eddie told me you'd be calling, rah, 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 going like this. And I'm like, well, what do we do? And he said, I'm flying up to Newcastle Airport. You and your old man meet me and then we'll go and we'll do the deal and I'll get you what you want. So... And waiting at me and my old man and waiting at the airport. Never met this geezer before. Oh, so you had to pick him up? Yeah, we went to pick him up Cheeky from the airport. He's not the one bit of work, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Get a fucking jab down, you know what I mean? What are you doing, man? He was like, and I'm waiting at the airport with my old man and we're standing there. My old man's like, no, Jimmy, going, what's he look like? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. You get the sign with his name Paul and Exxon back here, I'm guessing. But, You'd never miss this geezer. And it was like, it was one of them, if he listens to this, he'll be caning me, but it was one of them cringy fucking moments. Me and my old man are waiting, like real high expectations, thinking he's gonna come out, he's gonna be slick as fuck, he's gonna be brilliant agent. He's got Addy the five million move to Leicester, he must be a brilliant he agent. He must, must have been good. I'm thinking more his move after Leicester. It <laughs> must have been good yeah. to get his five million, but it was crap, weren't he, at Leicester, bless him. Oh, he didn't have a he didn't have a yeah, good just time. Had a bad, bad he, time he didn't have he? a good time at Leicester. Great lad though. And he is a good striker, Adi. But um so we're waiting there. This geezer walks out, mate. Light grey suit, pink pinstripes, bright pink pinstripes. Pink crocodile shoes. <laughs> I swear to God, I ain't lying. A Louis Vuitton briefcase, all branded up. I swear, honest to God, all branded up and a fucking gelled Mohican. Like that. I'm like there. Oh, fuck. I swear to God. You look like a Mate. shit Rod Stewart. <laughs> Awful. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake, like that. And he goes, what do you think? Crocodile and I went, shoes. I went, mate. I was like, it's a bit loud, isn't it? <laughs> well, he asked you what you thought. He, he went, what do you think? Like, and I went, it's a bit loud, isn't it? I tried to be polite. And he goes, don't worry, I get the deals done. And to be fair, he was a sound geezer, really nice guy. So we, we drive into Sunderland and he's saying, right, what do you want? And I'm sort of skirting around the edges. Well, they've offered me eight. I really want this. I don't know. Uh, like, Just tell me what you want. He was like, foot like that. He was like, just tell me what you want. So I was like, I don't know, 10? And he goes, all right, we'll get it sorted. So anyway, to cut a long story short, he goes in with Bob Murray, Mark Blackbourne, Gaffer went in there, and we're all sitting there. And then he did, the, he did this thing that was good. He said, listen, we're, we're not getting anywhere. He said, let's let Matt and his dad step out of the room and let's, let's have a chat because they need a bit of a, go and have a coffee. So we go out the room and then when we come back in, they're sh all, everyone's shaking hands and he said, 10 grand a week, done. Rising like 1,500 quid. The, the, he'd done a good deal. It was a good deal. Because you'd have been happy with eight, surely, wouldn't you? Yeah, really? I would have been happy with eight, but he got me starting on 10. 
and um, five year deal. This is for a player who's played what seventeen games. Seventeen games. So this is a fucking big old. That's, this yeah. is a big old a deal for Sunderland, isn't it? So you're yeah. talking three and a half million quid fee. Yeah, it was two and a half fee, but dependent on appearances, what right, they were never going to get, obviously in hindsight, because my injuries. But it was three and a half, but it they only had to pay two and a half up front, and then an extra million if I made. You know, fifty odd appearances. So it's still a, and even if you were ten a week for for five years, it's still a five million pound deal. Yeah, we're what you we're what you want, mate. If you get me ten grand for someone, yeah, I get a new pair of crocodile shoes. <laughs> no bother. Pal. But it's still a five million pound deal for somebody yeah. who's played seventeen games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking outrageous, really. I when mean, why why I got time for him, Andrew Mill? So I've only no, I've known him what three hours, and he's got me this deal. And then we come out and we're all shaking hands. My old man's buzzing in his fucking suit. <laughs> He's buzzing. I'm, I'm buzzing, but I, there's still that bit in me that's like... I've still didn't want to leave. Well, I've left Leicester and I yeah. didn't really want to yeah. leave. And um, then Andrew Mills turns around and says, right, I've got to go in and negotiate my dough now. And I went, what? I went, because I didn't realise how football agency yeah. were. I never had an agent. And he said, yeah, yeah, for me doing the deal, I'm obviously going to get paid for it. And I was like, oh, okay. So he shot back in, he come back out. He only took 15 minutes with Bob Murray and Mark Blackbourne. And I was like, what'd you get? And he went, you can't ask me that. <laughs> you can't ask me that. You mean, what did I get? He goes, are you happy with what you get? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, just be happy then. And I said, listen, my old man, bless him, look at him. <laughs> He's been up here twice in this <laughs> I said, my old man, bless him. He's been grinding for me. I, to be fair, I didn't do it when my dad was there. I went, he's been grinding for me. He's always looked after my contracts. He's fucking, you know, he's got me £395 a week playing in the Premier League. Fucking old man. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> I said, he's, but he's grinded and he's, he, he's always been there for me, as my mum has. And I said, I need to know what you've got. And he went, 150k. And I went, fucking four hours work. Oof. I said, I went, I said, listen... I said, I've not signed with you as an agent, but I will sign with you if you give my mum and dad off. And he went. And, and I was proud of myself. I knew what I was doing at the time. I was proud because I was only 19, 20. <clears throat> and I said that and he went, can't do off. And then he said, listen, let me fly back to London tonight. I'll talk to the other people that work with me and I'll get back to you at some point tomorrow. So I said, yeah, cool. And he rang me the next day and he went, deal. He gave my mum and dad seventy five. Yeah, he gave my mum and dad seventy five k. To be fair though, Akim Adi Akim Bay done incredible for him. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's getting money for now. He's he knows he's getting paid something. Yeah, right. Mm. So and he's not had to make any phone calls or all like that. So it's a piece of piss for him. That was all part of the plan, one it'd be like, I'll get him to pick us up, I'll wear my best clobber. Yeah. Impress him early doors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but going back to that though, people must be thinking of it. Listen to this, go on. It's brilliant. What you did about not wanting to sign, not wanting to leave Leicester. Because mm. it wouldn't happen now. Because you didn't have an agent. If that's now, agents would be in their ear going, Listen, you're trebling your money, quadrupling your money. Mm. You need to leave. Yeah, but for you to do that, Leicester fans must absolutely love you. No, I think they. Kn- I mean, the story's come out recently out because I've never, sh- I never shared the fact that, you know, some geezer, bless him, he still works at Leicester now. 
he, he did an interview the other day and he said literally the club was going to get wound up on the say the Friday and my deal was done on the Wednesday to and the money saved the club from from going into liquidation but I don't know how true that is but that's the story that he tells so I'm like yeah, you scored the last goal at Filbert Street and mm. saved the club well yeah, hey. and the one about that Vardy blow you know what I mean? <laughs> the proper the proper letterino's fucking sat with us right now he's sat with us too Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> How'd you get on with Nucky Bear? Nucky Bear? Who's that? Who was it? Was Andy Johnson? Tre- uh, Trevor Benjamin? Oh, mate, me and Trevor. I spoke to him the other day on the phone. We're still keeping contact. Great lad. Really good lad. Fucking jujitsu expert as well. He had a fight with Collymore, didn't he? Yeah. Were he you did. there then? Yeah, I was. I was a big part oh. of that story because I was the one. <laughs> I was the one that had to go and um, fetch the manager. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was the one that had to go and fetch the manager. Who had the so, fight? Trevor Benjamin and... Collymore. Collymore. Right. In, a re- in a reserve... Well, I had to. Gary Parker was our reserve team manager. And um, to be fair, the way I remember it, I've read other people's stories. I've read Stan's as well. It weren't like how Stan said. Not in my eyes. I think he said that it was just a bit of a scuffle. It, it wasn't to me. Like, I wasn't playing that day for some reason, but I was there. Um, it was a reserve game at Filbert Street. And literally, all I can remember is, I thought, oh my God, Stan Collymore is like Zidane. Because he sort of plays centre mid, and I had never seen Stan Collymore play centre mid. And he was literally rolling past players, nutmegging people, and he put Trevor in down the side and Trevor would be like boom over the stadium to be fair to be fair to Trev it was only a small stadium <laughs> it was a small stand like it was the, it was the old family stand <laughs> you thought I was going to say top bag didn't you no he didn't and I was like I know it might be a small stadium but it's got to be at least 30 metres <laughs> you know what I mean no listen he's a top man Trev good, he, good, good striker as well definitely he was there at the same time as Ad- Adi Akibai and he didn't really get a chance in the first team but he was a bit like you backing in hold up decent feet for, for a big guy but this particular night he just couldn't he just couldn't score and and Stan was literally like pirouetting on the ball like slide it in no look pass into Trev boom corner flag <laughs> boom obviously like honestly it's the boom in it <laughs> me, me and me and Trev me and Trev will have banter about it and um, Trev will probably say it weren't like that but it, he, he missed a couple of chances that I think Stan thought he should have taken so they're walking off the pitch and Stan says something Someone said to Stan, how are you doing? Or how do you think you're playing? He said, mate, he said, how are we ever going to score with, with him up front? He said something that was... A bit derogatory. Yeah, that was derogatory. And so Trev turned around and uh, there was certain stuff as well that 
skirted on the edge, I thought. From Stan? Yeah, and there was definitely, there was a weight thing involved because everyone knew, I thought that was a bit unfair because everyone knew Trev was working really hard. I think the manager might have said to him, Peter Taylor, you've got to lose a bit of weight to get so a bit was sharp a big lad, on it. said exactly the same to me when he signed me at all. So he said some stuff and I thought, can't be saying that. And rightly so, I think, Trev was like, who are you talking to? In the tunnel. And they started having an argument and it sort of got in the dressing room and I'm standing in the dressing room, all, all the players are in there and, and then there's, a, there's, you know, the old massage couches, that's between them. And then they're sort of shouting across from each other and then all of a sudden this massage table's just, just moved out of the way in no uncertain terms and they've both gone, gone at it. And the way I remember the story is Trev has done some kind of Bruce Lee shit <laughs> that I ain't never seen. I swear to God, because Stan's a big man. If you've ever been, been in Stan's presence, he's huge. Don't realise how big he is, but so is Trev Benjamin. But he can also back it up with some Bruce Lee stuff. Was the, like, was the kicks involved? No, there weren't no kicks involved. There wasn't no Ricky was shitting himself. He fucking Stan's a big man. <laughs> and he's just gone like this, all these quick movements <laughs> and stands all of a sudden like, and then he's a boom and just dropped him. And I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going nuts. And Gary Parker's gone, go and get the manager. Go and get the manager who was sitting upstairs watching the game in the stand. <laughs> so I've ran upstairs blowing. But I must've been injured because I was blowing. I remember and I got up there and I've gone, gaffer. And he's gone, what? What's the matter? And I'm like, trying to get me breath. And I've gone, Stan and Trevor fighting down before I finish the sentence. He's like, move me out of the way. And he's run downstairs. And then when we've got downstairs, so I weren't there for this bit, but when we've got back downstairs, apparently what happened, everyone's come between them, all the players, everything, and sent Trev down to the physio room, which was separate from the sort of first team uh, at Filbert Street. And Gary Parker said, Stan, stay in here. Trev, you stay in there until the manager comes down and sorts this out. So we get downstairs and then everyone's going nuts again. I said, oh my God, it's happened again. They're in the physio room. <laughs> everyone's like, what? <laughs> so basically, while I've gone upstairs to fetch the manager, Stan has got a bit of a bloody lip, somewhat, I think, from when Trev hit him and dropped him in the, in the first team dressing room. He's got up and walked towards the exit of the first team dressing room. And Gary Parker's gone, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's gone, Parks, I'm going to the toilet, mate. He's gone, oh, it's all right, it's all right. I'm going to the toilet. So Parks has gone, oh, okay. So he's gone to go in the toilet and he's fucking sprinted down. <laughs> he's dropped the shoulder. The, yeah, dropped the shoulder on, <laughs> on Parks, gone down to the, the physio room and the players that I've spoken to since uh, and after the event said that he's gone in and it's one of them doors that pulls back short. He's gone in there and all you can hear is... Like, ah, all this <laughs> shouting and everything, kicking off and all things getting chucked all over the gaff. So then think, oh, Stan's gone in there and done him now. And then when they've opened the door, Stan was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I got told. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Stan, just take your medicine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take your but medicine first time. He's a, he's a tough kid, Trev Benjamin. He's a tough I kid. I remember the size of him. He's Absolutely a big lad, but he's strong. He's... And obviously he was doing, I wasn't just joking, he was doing jiu-jitsu or something at the time. He's like a black belt in it or something. 
Can't believe he's gone. Can't I'd l- when you open the door and stand still up back, looking <laughs> back again. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if you read Stan's book, someone said to me because I said this on a Q and A night that I did, and and someone said Stan's book don't say that, and I was like, well, it ain't gonna say that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna say got flawed twice in, <laughs> in two minutes. It's is opposite it? way around in Stan's yeah. book. Yeah. Ben- <laughs> open the physio door. Benjamin's on his back. <laughs> 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 but no to me I liked them both I actually liked Stan a lot of people didn't get on with him and sometimes Stan he was black and white because remember I was only a kid at the time 17, 18 some days he'd come in and he was like I seen you playing out on the pitches um, the other day in the youth team game and he'd be like he'd sit with me for like 30 minutes 40 minutes saying when you get the ball in this position I'd try this and maybe do this and really help you the next day he'd come in <laughs> And like, say I'd be sitting on a first team bench in the physio's room, getting my knee looked at, and he'd come in and go, "Oi, big time, fucking get off, what are you doing?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, good one, stuff. I ain't fucking joking. Get the fuck off." Like chalk and cheese. So it was a bit like split uh, personality. You didn't, you didn't know which stand were going to turn up. Yeah, a little bit like that. And then obviously, when time goes on uh, and you get a bit older and you hear the stories that he did, so I'm not saying it was that, but I'm saying you hear them stories and you can. So you put the stories, what I remember, to, you know, his difficulties with depression and things like that. Yeah. And, you you know, it make, to yeah. me, it made Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It made yeah. sense. It's clear why, why, why he were like he were. Yeah, because yeah. at other times, he like, when he, remember when he did that bad ankle snap? Yeah. Do you remember that, that where his ankle twisted the other way so and his sort of bone come out of his leg? The wrong way, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was against Derby or Everton. And um, like when he got back from that, I know he had loads of dough, but he was really thoughtful. Like he bought all the people that helped him, like Rolexes and got them all little cards with notes in saying how much he appreciated and getting them back. And then the next day, being fucking caning someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was Did he get like, diagnosed with bipolar? I don't know. It kind of fits the... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know. I know that he, he suffered from depression. He's obviously come out and said that. But to me, I remember back like fun times with him. I mean, there were so many characters. So I had Sav, Gary Parker was a real character, Taggart, Elliot, Muzzy Is It, Stan Collymore, Emil Heskett. And then there was a London crew, you see, when I was there. So it was all the London boys, really. You had Andy Impey, Frank Sinclair, Ian Walker, uh, and they'd, they'd live in London still, but play for Leicester. It wouldn't happen nowadays. Yeah, I'm pretty they, sure someone would drive up together. Yeah, and take it in turns at, at coming up together. And then we got Junior Lewis, Peter Taylor signed yeah. Junior he Lewis. He took him everywhere, didn't he? He I took him the whole. I think he were. I think he were. Was he centre half? Yeah, centre half or or like defensive centre mid. Yeah, I think he was there when. And I think he took him as a player everywhere, and then he took him as his assistant or coach. Yeah, somewhere. he did. Yeah, Gillingham, I think. So he must have something on him. Maybe he just fancied he was like him as a lad. He was like a player and he was a good coach, but now he's cynical. He's definitely got summer on him. Bit of video footage. <laughs> so stripping it back then, what were, what were it like when you went to Mansfield? You know, in, were it yeah. League Two then or were it Conference? Yeah. Or? Liam, you, Liam Lawrence was there. Yeah. So you I played in the same position then? Yeah, so I knew Liam Lawrence. No, but he played centre mid for Mansfield uh, and I played up front. So how many weirdly. times did you play for Leicester? Before you went to Mansfield, Mansfield one. I played that Leeds game. It was a good one, though. One of us spoke about. Apart from the result, <laughs> yeah. it was a good, good game. They were calling me. I remember. So Dave Bassett and Mickey Adams had already got the job, but it was one of them where <clears throat> Gary Parker will take it for this game. 
they'll come and watch but they won't get involved yeah. and then once the game's finished we had Chelsea on the Saturday so this was a Tuesday night game against Leeds we had Chelsea on the Saturday so then they were going to be you know manager and assistant manager for the Chelsea game so they watched so I remember when I come out after the game and I, I did genuinely you know you get home team man of the match and away team man of the match I got home team man of the match so I'm buzzing I come out after there's all these Leicester fans stayed behind and it's my debut in it and they're singing Pipinio <laughs> because, because I think he's a great player but the best player I could have ever played with on my debut because I was a li I was like Forrest Gump I don't mind admitting like straight lines but I was quick bang it past him Ian Hart mate he was tugging a caravan. Every, <laughs> he, he was, he was, honestly. Every time I got it, all I did was take a touch, boom, push it, push it by him, gone, get the crossing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it made me look, I had a brilliant game. But he, he's a good player, I like Ian Hart. So I come out afterwards, there we'll see So they're all singing, Pipinio. These Leicester fans, so I, you feel like, oh my God, I'm some kind of... I'm, I must have been unbelievable. I've met it, I've met it. Yeah, like, and then the next day, um, Dave Bassett calls me, in his, calls me in his office and he says, Pipes, he goes, listen, mate. He goes, brilliant last night, really good. Mickey's in the background and he goes... So they, but they've only just taken, have they just taken over but, yeah. they were, but they were at the game? <laughs> yeah, they were at the game right. watching. And so they called me in the next day and they said, listen, we're going to go for experience to try and get us out of the, the mess we're in, in the league. You were, you were... Rightly so, the man of the match last night. But we're not going to go with youth. We're going to we're mm. going to go with experience. So I was wounded, and he said, "So um, next from Monday next week." So I travelled to the Chelsea game, but I weren't involved for their first game. I think we lost two 0 to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Um, so I was gutted, obviously, about that. But on the Monday, he said, "I've got a mate at Mansfield called Billy Dearden, who's like an old school manager." And um, he said, you need to go, you need to go and go Mansfield. And I said, well, when have I got to go? And he said, well, I've spoke to Billy, train with us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, get your old man to drop you. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> get your old man. Put his suit on. Get your old man to drop you at trowel services on the M1 and uh, the Mansfield town bus will pick you up and you got a game Wednesday night against, I think it was Bristol City or someone, Bristol. And um, <coughs> Billy Dearden says he's going to start you. So I was like, what the fuck? So imagine how difficult that was for me, mate. It must have been a culture shot for oh, Pipinio to You just played at Ellen Road. Right? <laughs> You've just watched at Chelsea. Now you're on your way to Bristol Rovers <laughs> with a bottle of champagne under his arm. <laughs> it's in space of sort of, uh, what is it, seven, eight days. <laughs> but I remember getting on that coach and I remember my mum in her old escort Eclipse. She took me, my old man didn't take me, he was working. She takes me in my escort eclipse and I'm saying, don't park it where everyone can see it. Park it round the corner. <laughs> it's like, just like burgundy purple car. And um, so she drops me there and I'm sh I am shitting myself because I'm thinking, you got to get on a it's coach. awkward, isn't it? Oh, mate. It's so awkward. He's bad enough, 19. He's bad enough walking in to a dressing room, but 
Do you know what I mean? There's just something about what getting on a coach. Where, where, where do you sit? You, you can't, oh, you, speak you, you, can't, you can't even like walk out and go for a little walk for a minute, no. can you? Yeah. And I thought it was going to be, I've already mentioned him, but I said I used to play like Forrest Gump. I thought it was, you know when Forrest Gump gets on the bus and everyone's like, <laughs> this seat's taken, <laughs> this one's taken. I was like, oh, it's going to be like that. But Liam Lawrence, uh, Leroy Williamson, Lee Williamson, um, Corden, they had some... They had some good players because I'd watched. Who went on to? Yeah, to play. yeah. They they really had some good young players. Craig Disley, <coughs> and I got on there, and all the lads were like, "Oh, I remember Lee Williams said, oh, who we got this week?' Because they <laughs> kept having all these trials in, <laughs> but they were shocking. So they'd send them back. Billy did, and they'd send them back. But Billy did, and come down the bus with me, and he went, "No," he said, "This one's proper." He said, "We watched him. We watched him against Leeds, um, and he did well." He goes, "He's going to be good for his lads." And then, and then you sit down and, and to break the ice, the lads are like, oh, what was that? You played against Leeds? Fucking hell, what, Ferdinand and that? Yeah, yeah. So what was the score? And I was like, oh, fuck. Man of the match, match. leave it, lads. So, no, but I went down and played and I fucking loved Mansfield. I really loved it because for me, it was a real culture shock. You grow up at a Premier League club you know, I, I had to clean Emil's boots and Peggy, I'll fix Ed, the, the, the French goalkeeper. And I had to do stuff like that and sweep dressing rooms. But I played in that game and then the next day, right, we're in for training. So we get to training. Where, where's training? Oh, at the ground. So I'm like, fuck, you know, we get to train on the pitch. This is unbelievable. <laughs> so I turn up at the ground. You get your kit given to you in like this little bundle from the kit man yeah, towel jumper t-shirt yeah. socks yeah. pants boom all, shorts. all in a little bit because yeah. obviously they've got a kit room but it ain't like what Leicester's was like where you just put your kit in there at the end so I get this little bundle and he says right and then you got to get back and you can't go to the training ground and I was like oh, I thought we was training here no no you're not training there it's the local school and it was a primary school Right, and you know primary school goals that were, weren't proper sized goals, <laughs> and like cleaning dog shit off the pitch before you play. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, I really was like that, like you know, thinking not thinking I'm too good for it, but I've not been used to it. Yeah, yeah. I trained at Leicester's training ground right. to go to that, <clears throat> and then it was like, "Wow!" And then I thought, "Right, where's lunch?" Lunch, mate, it's the corner shop. <laughs> You're going down Rimple the corner Russia. shop. Meal mate, deal. Your meal deal from the corner <laughs> shop. It's like, what the fuck's going on? But once I got used to that, I loved it. Because you were sort of, it was all about the football. It's not about, you know, the Louis Vuitton wash bags mm. and this and that. It was about the football. Yeah. And you see the other lads buying it as well. The other lads, that's just normal for them. You think, oh. Yeah, yeah. Normal. I, need, I need to adjust. As well, from, depending on which level you stand. I mean, Leicester, obviously a Premier League club. You know, when you're playing your youth team games, you're going to Premier League youth training ground yeah. to play them. Like, I, I were at Barnsley, mm. so I, I'd have played at Mansfield shitty training ground and, you know, stuff like that, or other yeah, yeah. fields where it's just a field next to a, a yeah. school or something like that. But if you're at a Premier League club, you play, you go into Premier League training grounds for your away games. Yeah. So mm. you've never seen it. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You've just never seen it. It was more, for me, when I went to Donny, I was 18, it was more just the old school footballer that, that I loved about it. You know, lads mm. just... Lads, you know, this thing, ah, I mean, lads going for a fag, injured lads going for a fag. <laughs> just, you know, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did, I bought into it straight away. That's what... Just, that, 20 bents in my half time. Never been as unfit, but... <laughs> good lads. Well, yeah, good, good lads, lads, good lads. Good lads. Good lads. <laughs> 
proper good like vibes in the dressing room. Mm. There were some real characters in there as well. Adam Barrett. Um, was Babs there? Baptiste? Baptiste was there. Babs. When you think about it, there were some, there were some, yeah. there were some they team had some, there. They had some good play. Um, Chris Green Acart, who was banging goals yes. in for fun. And we were top of the table. So I went there and sort of played up front with Chris Green Acart and scored my first league goal um, when I was there against Swansea. So it was good times. And then um, Billy Dearden actually sent a fax. He said, oh, here's the fax that I've done. He's really old, Billy Dearden. It's all like this. Here's the fax that I've done. He goes, I think we want to sign you. I think the chairman said he'd pay 200 grand for you. So I was like, I said, try it. I said, because if Leicester want to sell me, at that point, because I'd played one game and then sort of got bombed out. So he sent them the fax and then they just faxed him back and said, no, he's not for sale. In fact, we were going to recall him. Oh. And then and then I played 12 games for Mansfield and they recalled me, um, Dave Bassett. And he's he, still top, top of the league when you left. Yeah. Is that the year they got the in the playoffs? Yeah. No, I think they went up. Good times. Get a medal for that? Get a medal for no, going no. up? No. Did you not? No. Didn't get a medal. Lee Williamson still got my Mansfield shirt. By the way, what a lad he is, Lee Williamson. Hey, yeah, good lad, mate. Got a bit he hasn't, of, he hasn't got featured a bit of a much on him as well. In what way? What, just, just one of the good lads, isn't he? Real yeah. nice yeah. guy. Sound kid. to Preston. Just a top fella, man. Yeah. Where did Do you out for you? What, was it at Preston, you know? And Blackburn. And Blackburn. Mm. Oh, yeah, Great Blackburn lad. Good well. dancer as well. Very good dancer, by the way. Very good dancer. Oh, like Michael I've Jackson. Watch him all day. Michael Jackson. He's got yeah. a lot. Moonwalk. Two best dancers that I know in football. Jordan Stewart. You remember Jordan yeah. Stewart? Jordan Stewart is an American now. And Lee Williamson. On tour. Him and <laughs> yeah. Rudy. You've not been out with me, but don't worry about that. <laughs> you better move yourself. Uh, I do a little bit. Nah, he's pipes are stiff, man. I remember his <laughs> Dublin Christmas dues, I remember. <laughs> Slippers. Yeah. Uh, so we, when you went back to Leicester, how many games did you play that season? That was the 16. Right. So we started the story back to front, didn't we, really? But, so when I went back from playing them 12 games at Mansfield, straight in the team, Dave Bassett said, first game, Liverpool away at Anfield, straight starting you. I was like, fuck off, I bet he ain't going to start me. Started me at Liverpool, Anfield. We were in Shit Creek by then. Who was I left think, back? Uh, Stephen Wright. Oh, was I played left wing. I sort of oh, played right. up front, but I kept pulling left. And Stephen Wright, who Sunderland yeah. obviously we'll signed. speak about Wrighty later. First left winger? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Wright. First left winger on the podcast. Yes, you're in the uh, podcast 11 already, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> left wing. Well, anyway, <laughs> You'll do a job for us, wouldn't you? had a left winger on yeah, there. Is that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you're on. That <laughs> ugly righty. Yeah. Ugly righty. Yeah, I'd say if it was, if it was that, then I'd say it, 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 no. I can't believe <laughs> I said yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Great lad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, There's not many people, you know, I don't, I, I don't dislike. Perhaps you've got on with everybody. It's, it's Sunderland, I think I did. just one of them lads that <clears throat> you got on with. Sunderland. I tell you who I had a bit of time with. He's going to fucking hate this if I say it, but you know John Ostoff? Yeah. Do you know, you know him? He was a sharp fucker. He was sharp, weren't it? And at the time, because I'm a young lad and you sort of, and I thought he was brilliant. What I've as said about him, as a player, mate. Unbelievable player. And a sport, what I've always said, especially in training, do you know in training when there's no pressure on and everything he was like he was as good as Julio I thought him and Julio I thought were the technically yeah. two of the best players but Oster used to drop little 
things into me and now I deal with it as an older as an older man but at the time you know when you're sort of thinking you know when you're a footballer I certainly had the brain where I was like have I played alright today or fucking hell I used to worry about it used to think have I played alright mm. and Oster used to let you know nah you ain't played alright <laughs> he used to drop it in but Snyderlet yeah just a little, little same worm. position as well maybe yeah same position, same position just syndrome. to get in your head a little bit and I I fucking didn't used to like I mean as a lad he's a fucking great lad funny fucker but I I didn't used to like that but um, no predominantly Sav was a bit of a prick yeah yeah Robbie Savage I don't know who else has, has, has said things about him was that just towards you like no no lads? no I thought like a, a bit like Stan where at times Sav could be Sav and really nice but then you know when you're especially when you're a young player and, and you're sort of looking for people who you think what can I take a bit from to not shape me as a footballer that's the wrong thing to say you know you you know you're looking to learn from people, to learn from yeah. and I had real good ones at Leicester you know you had you had Moz who was sound Neil Lennon sound Walshy, Taggart, Elliot, you had all these different personalities mm. to choose from. And then you had Brian Dean, you had Frank Sinclair, mm. who teach me, not teach me, but you'd look at him how he sort of is on a night out and how he knows all the doormen. He's got all the doormen <laughs> in his pocket. And we're walking into it places. He didn't teach you how London. to dance, did he, Frank Sinclair? <laughs> so you're getting all this from different people. And you'd look at Sam and you think, right, what can I take from him? And you're still looking and you're looking and you're thinking, <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Just because he's got wicked banter. He's got brilliant banter, but he was one of them that I thought, all right, he's had enough now. Whoever he's bantering and he's, he's sort of killing. Yeah. Carry on, carry on. You're thinking it got bad where people were like, all right, mate, all right. And like, yeah, yeah I've I'm had enough now. And he'd, he'd keep going and will, keep going. Do you think that will be because of his insecurities as a footballer? It might have been. Obviously, he had a fantastic career, but he was pretty much known as an headless chicken. Well, he, so for instance, he'd be like, like all the young lads walking up the street, we just got off the bus and we're grafting up the street and say like a muzzy would pull over and he's rangy or whatever and go, jump in lads. And he'd like take you up the top of the street and into the training ground yeah. or, or Matty Elliott would or Tags would. Sav would pull up in a fucking yellow Ferrari or a red one and go... All right, boys. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, Sam. You, you. No, no, you ain't getting a lift. I just thought I'd show you, show my 150 grand car and the Rolex hanging out the window. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> 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 He's got wicked banter. But do you know, you know, like when it keeps coming and keeps coming, and he never did anything to me, I've got to say. He never like came <laughs> me. That's but good from the outside, <laughs> winning, but if you're there, you're like dick. What it worked so much that I remember what he used to do to Scoey a lot, and he used to do it every morning without fail. And in the end, you could tell, you know, James Scowcroft, yeah. you could tell Scoey was just like, all right, sad, fuck off. Like Scoey had this big mole. He's, he had one of them big moles on his like cheek, and he used to he used to run out to training and obviously pick a bit of mud up or pull it off his boot roll it into a ball and then stick it on his face. And he used to be like, Scoey's unmarked to the back post. And Scoey, like everyone laughed the first time and then he'd, yeah. he'd do it for the 1500th time. And, like, and Scoey's like, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? And you just thought, he's gone a bit too far sometimes. <laughs> do, you think he got, do you think he thought to himself, I've got some good material here, but I'm, just haven't used it. I'm going to milk it. Yeah. But he used to, the one that he used to get me with, when he first did it, I did laugh. 
But then he, he butchered the shit out of this one as well. And then in the end, the kid snapped, Trev Benj. So Trev Benjamin, Trev wears glasses. And because he wears glasses, because he's one of them. So when he's got glasses on, his eyes look straight ahead. And when he takes them off, they're slightly... Skew with. Not Bozai, but like <laughs> what, what, you guys. Is that not the term? What's the term? I don't know what's worse than. Uh, I, don't what what I, don't know, I don't know what the term so is. Got, it's not one eye going to the corner shop or one eye walking back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if it's that, but Treb wears glasses anyway. So when he takes glasses off, so and Tre- Sab used to hammer him about it all the time. And when Peter Taylor come, I remember. One of our first training sessions, and I thought it was good management. I didn't think he was actually a good manager. He didn't do well as a manager, I didn't think, Pete. So he's a good coach, not a good manager. But he, he was clearly trying to boost Sav up. And he said, you know what? He said, you got David Beckham. And, and this was serious. He had all the squad around, Muzzy and everyone, all these really talented players. He goes, you got David Beckham. Unbelievable right foot. Brilliant player. Captain of England. Do you know why I'd rather have in my squad than him? This boy right here. To Savage. And everyone's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was loving it. You're having a laugh. <laughs> like that. And, but it did the trick because it lifted Sav up. Sort of, and then he started thinking, I'm a baller. Yeah, he- and listen, I will never take anything away from what Sav did. I think mm. he had a wicked career. And he, it shows you now, you know, when you're... Pers- persistent and you keep working at something he's done it now in the media he's yeah. got an unbelievable career yeah. Yeah. so I would never take anything away from him I'm like fair play brilliant but it was sort of like it lifted him up to a level where he then started doing things in training like Trev would and Trev was struggling at the time and he'd like bring the ball down and then lay it out to the right wing where Sav was and if it didn't go straight to Sav's feet in training Sav would go oh can't get that. And Trev's, and Trev's struggling at the minute. So people are like, Trev, lay it off properly. And he's like, yeah. but you know, as a player, yeah. he could have got to that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So them two would be like backwards and forwards. And then Sav would be like, listen, one eye was fucking looking over there and one was looking over there. I didn't know who you were trying to pass to. <laughs> you no, know, like trying to banter him. And one day Trev just snapped, just grabbed him, fucking lifted him up. <laughs> like fucking, I swear to God, like the incredible <laughs> And fucking threw him, you know, the thorn bushes. Leicester used to be divided by loads of different thorn bushes. All the different pitches. He landed in the top, and I swear to God, yeah, when he crawled out the bottom, he had the arse so bad because all these little things had cut all over his face. And, everything. and he, he come crawling out the bottom of the bush. <laughs> He had the right time. I like Trev. I like I like Trev. Just think, mate, if he could have played with his glasses on, he might have not been good over the stand. Oh, do you know what? If he sees this, he's going to think I'm been battering him. No. He's a great lad. He's a great lad. (laughs) We need to get him on, but it sounds right. He sounds like a fucking... Mate, he's brilliant. Brilliant. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.